I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Twenty-six grand bar bills, the Jazzle Wags decked out in Burberry tracksuits. Rolls-Royce Phantoms parked over disabled parking bays. Speculation has been rife ever since about exactly what Jermaine Pennant got up to in the house and whether or not his marriage could survive. Welcome to the wild world of Naughty's football. And no one epitomised that seedy world more than Jermaine Pennant, the star of today's podcast. So you went out the yes, night before, yeah. the day you made your debut? Yeah, I went out, got advised by Ash and Paolo not to. I climbed out the window, jumped in their cab. My name is Jack Rivlin and I am chef de mission at The Upshot. A podcast covering drunken antics, dressing room squabbles, and everything else that BBC Sport won't touch with a barge pole. Arsene Wenger is looking for a player of the future. He could well have found one in Jermaine Pennant. I'm joined by Zachary Sweeney Lynch. Hello, Jack. And we're also joined by Mickey Down, creator of Hit Series Industry, the one with all the shagging. Hello, Jack. Hello, Zach. (laughs) Good to be here. Lads, we're going to be talking today about Mr. Jermaine Pennant, a man who needs... Actually, it's probably some introduction. <laughs> it's been a while. He's not that famous. Uh, Jermaine Pennant, ex-Liverpool, Arsenal, Birmingham, Real, Zaragoza, winger. A man who, for me, the name alone just evokes images of, like, noughties excess. It's the age of complete noughties nihilism for footballers. The tabloids are fucking out to get them, but they don't care. And they're starting to make real mad money. And frankly, that's still all vanilla compared to Pennant's exploits. Zach, I hear our story begins in May 2003. Do you want to kick us off? So our story begins at a place called Princess Park Manor, which is a Victorian gated estate, uh, which is basically like a playground for the the rich and famous. So you've got living there, Girls Aloud, uh, Atomic Kitten, Busted, Ashley Cole, uh, it's pretty much noughties, noughties pop culture royalty. Um, Where is it? It's in, uh, in Barnet, I think, in North London. <laughs> Musical royalty. Yeah, it's, it's Are they all still busted. there now? I hope so. But among them lives uh, a 20-year-old Jermaine Pennant, who at this stage, uh, he's not quite he's not quite noughties pop royalty. Uh, he's made probably a smattering of appearances for Arsenal, came on in stoppage time in the League Cup, but he's not really cemented himself. But he's really throwing himself into the into the Princess Park Manor lifestyle. Um, and one night at the end of the end of the 2003 season, Arsenal were playing Southampton, and a few of the a few of the boys have been given the night off. Ashley Cole giving the game off. Ashley Cole's off, and at Princess Park Manor, 
they're all heading out to a party. It's FH, FHM, the, the, the lads mag, um, is throwing a big party. Uh, and Jermaine is absolutely desperate to go. Ashley comes to me and he's like, Jermaine, mate, look, you're in the squad tomorrow. This could be your big break. There'll be other parties, but Jermaine's adamant he is going to go to this party. They try and lock him in the flat, but Jermaine escapes somehow out the window or something, <laughs> and they just come down. On the train anyway, Jermaine, Jermaine rocks up to this, uh, this FHM party. Long story short, he's up till 6am drinking, brings a girl back home. And there's a great quote from his, a, f- a friend of his, uh, that they found him the next morning sitting in the kitchen, eating a McDonald's breakfast, just tucking into a, a, double, a double sausage and egg McMuffin uh, on the morning of the game. Yeah, he's hungover as anything. Makes his way to the game. There's an Arsenal team meeting in a hotel um, and he's just expecting to be on the subs bench. Then Arsene Wenger's there, flips over his team sheet. Germain, uh, you will be starting the game today on the right wing. <laughs> He's there with, you know, Henri, Perez, Ray Parler. Um, and Jermaine's just sitting there absolutely bricking it. He's like hungover as fuck. Um, and he spends the rest of the day necking pints of water, trying to not breathe near anyone because he knows that he stinks of Bacardi breezes. Um, eventually, game comes around and this happens. Henri, just... Penances, this is Hattrick. Yes! What a night for Jermaine Pennant. His first league goals for the club. And all three come in the opening half an hour. Well, if Arsene Wenger is looking for a player of the future, he could well have found one in Jermaine Pennant. What a, what a night indeed. Yeah, it's quite ominous actually when he's like, yeah. if Arsene Wenger's looking for a player of the future, obviously, you know, as we'll find out, it doesn't all go that well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think in a way it was the worst thing that could have happened to him? I think so, yeah. Well, because he got cocky and was like, yeah. just go out to six o'clock in the morning and... Exactly. Yeah, and score a first he, half hat-trick in the Premier yeah. League. But it, it, doesn't it throw out all Arsene Wenger's entire philosophy? <laughs> Which what, is like, which is, yeah. which is like professionalised football. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no Mars bars. No Chew your food very soon. <laughs> Go out, fuck someone until six o'clock in the morning, have a double <laughs> sausage and egg McMuffin and then <laughs> score a hat-trick in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Just, just drink loads of water the next yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> Suck four two-pieces. That, that, that is pretty much Arsenal 90s era, really. Yeah, it? what, the old, the, the, the old the, way. The Tuesday club. Yeah, the old Tuesday um, club. Would have been better if he'd done a done a Gary Lineker on the pitch. Yeah, shot himself. Well, that's enough. He'd have learned his lesson. Yeah, he would have spent the rest of the career in League Two, but True. could have yeah. gone well. Yeah, yeah. I want to know more about the FHM party. That was, yeah. there was a time where that was any boy's dream. Mm. Who do we think was there? Like, how well do you guys remember? I you? know. I actually found in my in my house um, where someone else had lived before, like an absolute massive stack of old FHMs, oh, which I've now got. <laughs> so I'm not giving up by the way um, and it's just like it's actually just opening up like a time capsule to another mm. like time and it's just it, it, the stuff also like the, like the, the obviously the fake letters that people were sending into it it was just like they're obviously written by the editor or whatever and it's just like <laughs> I'm shagging three birds a night. Uh, what should I do? For which hole should I put in yeah, first? Yeah. Like, it's like, this was, this was the culture for a bit. And there's, there's the confessions bit. I always remember when I was like 14 at school, seeing a copy of it and there was this thing in it called the fizzling fanny that was like, yeah, you should do this with your girlfriend. And it was like, it was basically like put an Alka-Seltzer in before yeah, you commit sexual assault. Oh, no. I mean, I feel like FHM was a little bit 
too, it was high tier and slightly too expensive because, you know, I was yeah. going to W. Smith and buy like nuts and zoo if I was being flush. Yeah. <laughs> but FHM was about four pounds or something and nuts was 60p. Yeah, and I don't need the bit on like tr- jeans yeah, to buy. Exactly. I'm not interested. Yeah. Give me, what, what cufflinks to wear? Yeah. Give me <laughs> boobs and a bit of gore. <laughs> Exactly. Here is a guy who's had his dick impaled on some like railing outside his house. <laughs> okay, and also on the next page, here's uh, Lucy Pinder with her tits up. <laughs> and the, the, ad, the ad was, women, don't expect any help on a Thursday. His <laughs> nuts is out. I always thought Zoo was a bit more funny and clever than nuts. And classy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't look at me. And that's, why I'm stuck yeah. and that's why it was called <laughs> Zoo. <laughs> They're probably worth something in your, your collection. Not that yeah. you should get rid of them. But. Yeah. The one there was one that yeah, I just remember the like the first one I opened the, when I found this treasure trove was just like it was just um Noel Gallagher looking so hungover on the front cover. And I was like, is he posed for that? Like and you yeah. were, it was that it was is this a candid shot or is it probably at that time he's probably going to a lot of you know cover shoots. FHM parties. Yeah, exactly <laughs> looking pretty hungover. Ashley Cole's obviously like becomes the real press obsession during that era of like was actually Cole playing for Arsenal at that time? Yeah, yeah. So okay. he's at Arsenal and they're, they're mates there. Pretty much. But I think he's Jermaine's best mate. They, yeah, Arsenal, they, they really. star together in the video. Oh, the, the, oh yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah, we'll come on to that. We can talk about the video, okay. shall we? Yeah, it's probably Jermaine. Yeah, I mean, well, or do we want to talk about the threesomes first? Talk about the threesomes yeah. first. <laughs> we'll build up Cole, to that man. one. <laughs> You, Zach, you always say that uh, the kind of way Ashley Cole comes across in accounts is that he's like the sort of artful dodger figure. Yeah, to this, is, this is the way I I picture Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine rocking up at his first day at Arsenal training, and he's quite nervous. Sort of comes into the dressing room, he sees like Thierry Henry, Perez, all that, um, and Ashley Cole bounding over to him. He's like, all right, all right, Jermaine, <laughs> come on, you, you you come and sit here beside me. Thanks, Cole. <laughs> Cole. Cole. Cole, yeah. Cole's like, everyone really respects me here and then someone just walks past and goes fuck off Ashley <laughs> yeah right remember, Robert, my boots yeah, yeah. yeah fuck off Thierry <laughs> yeah we're best mates me and him they, they, um, they really get into threesomes that becomes their thing over at Princess Park Manor on their like presumably horrible leather sofa yeah. there's a quote in um, in Pennant's book in the chapter that's called women fuck Oh yeah, Jermaine Bennett's got a book, I've got to read this. It's called Mental. We got the copy here. here. It's called Mental. It's a real treat. We actually read it in preparation preparation for this podcast. I've got to read that. Oh mate, have the copy. Take it home. Yeah, yeah. That is the only payment you're receiving (laughs) today. (laughs) Yeah, which says something when you're Premier League football and the title of your autobiography's mental to be fair he's got quite an interesting story because he had a proper hard hard background his mum abandoned him and his dad who was a drug dealer brought him up from like 19 I'm just reading the blurb yeah read the bit at the the bottom that says like it says forget the secret footballer this is the bible of bad behaviour buckle your seatbelts is that what you want me to read or do you want me to read a bit about <laughs> no, it's that? Not, it's not as good as I remember it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some quite good pictures of just like... From a... playing Monopoly chicks to high-speed car chases. Uh, we're going to talk about Monopoly. Okay, no spoilers. Right. Okay. The threesomes bit, which is in the chapter Women. The, bit, the one with the book. Uh, Mark, yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one that's really well thumbed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, there's this bit, so, so Jermaine goes, I was always playing the field. It was just nuts. The number of times Ashley Cole and I had threesomes. He lived in Canary Wharf and I forget the girl's name now. We brought her back and she was just up for it. We were high-fiving each other over her back. He'd be getting a blowjob and I'd be at the other end. We had a little tea break and then went at it again. They just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a, a tea break. I love this. <laughs> 
question about the tea break. Is that a cup of tea? Or is that... And who's making the tea in there? Yeah, in he does make a cup of tea. Footballers, none of them do. Or, or is it like... Metaphor. No, does it mean like dinner? <laughs> oh, yeah, but where's he from? Nottingham. Okay, so it's dinner. Is it? Yeah, I think so. So what... what, they, what they're breaking to what, have like... Yeah, eggs sandwiches. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking. Look at that picture of them together as well. They're like Von Dutch hats. It's so naughty. Yeah. Now would be a good time to talk about the other Ashley Cole and Jermaine Pennant threesome story. Yeah. Well, I've only got a fuzzy sort of sense memory of it because this isn't a time when people could watch these kind of videos on the internet, were they? I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe, that, yeah. Not that that time exists now. You had a good line. Yeah, like an ADSL line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need ADSL, you need your mum to be out for like five yeah, hours. exactly. Yeah. It's going to take about 22 hours to download it. And then, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, look, I, I need it for about 10 seconds. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the vid? I remember, I, I might just be, this might be one of those sort of like pre-cog minority report things where it's like gone into my head from like, just like sense memory. But I think, I, I'm pretty sure Jermaine Pennant and Ashley Cole are fucking two girls from behind. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, Jay. Are they high-fiving? So, oh, uh, spit roast. So, I'm, yeah, so I think there's two different things going on here. There was this like tabloid panic at the time. That's Kieran, wasn't it? Who, no, yeah, it was, was like, Kieran Dyer. Kieran Dyer, yeah. Was it Rhea Ferdinand and Frank Lampard? Yeah. Roast, and it's the roasting session. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. <laughs> the news of the world get really obsessed with football as spit roasting and they call it the roasting sessions and they, they, they do like one, there's one, I remember we covered it in the upshot about Michael Richards and the, the like photo caption was grinning broadly with debauched pleasure. It's just like Michael Richards like smiling. accepting a man in the match award. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally done nothing wrong. But I thought you were talking about the DJ Master Step story, which is the News of the World published the story saying that, oh, Can we talk about this? Well, let's have a go and then we can discuss it later. I've got a career. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Anymore. The News of the World published a story saying that um, two footballers and a well-known garage DJ had a gay threesome and one of them put a phone up the other's bum and rang it, Nokia 3310. That's why I said 3310 oh, yes. earlier as a little... As a, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and they basically they published this censored picture of the footballer and the DJ together just from a like, night out, but they didn't censor it enough and everyone was like, that's actually cool. And that's DJ Master Steps, who I have to admit I've not heard of before or since. I heard he's specifically in my mind for this interview. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, anyway. he, maybe he dropped this story to the press. Yeah, exactly. This was his big break. I need someone to come and see me DJ in Bournemouth, so you know what? Ashley Cole will stop a 33 turn up, my bum. It's worth it. We're Kick still talking move. about it. Yeah, sorry. And it I, didn't happen. And by the way, it never happened. I think Ashley Cole and Master Steps sued them and won quite a lot yeah. of money. And, he, and well, and, yeah. And, and well, he yeah, might. Exactly. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> Bloody gutter press. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so that was one public relations disaster for, for Ashley Cole. I think also when Jermaine released this book, which was not until 2018, Cole was really angry with him for that threesomes thing because obviously not exactly the image Ashley Cole likes to project, but not Zach, the thing that annoyed him the most. No, so there's another, another story from the book um, from when Jermaine has joined uh, Birmingham City on loan. And at this point, he's already been convicted for drink driving, I think, a couple of times already. But it doesn't stop him. He goes out again in his, uh, he's got a chrome, chrome plated Aston Martin. Um, <laughs> and he, <laughs> I don't see anything wrong so far. And he crashes it. He crashes it into a lamppost, uh, tries to drive off, and the police eventually pull him over and knock on the windows. 
excuse me, sir, can you wind your window down? And ask him his name. And quick thinking Jermaine says, Ashley Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I mean... He's like crashed into a he's tree. He's literally crashed into Drunk. a tree. You're a Premier League footballer and he's just framed his best mate. Um, and what do they believe him? You know, there's well, all these stories about the institutional racism. You know, yeah, and I thought it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, for, unfortunately for Jermaine, luckily for Ashley, they rumble him pretty quickly. Awesome fans. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Jermaine eventually, because this is about his third drink driving offence, so he gets sent down for it. He goes, he's the, he um, goes to jail for three months. Uh, oh no, I think he's sentenced for three months, serves six weeks, um, and is eventually released. And he becomes the first Premier League footballer to play with a tag. So there's ankle a pretty, tag. with an ankle tag. Yeah, uh, there's some pretty amazing pictures of of him running around with his this tag bulging out of his sock. Um, what's his what's but, his like is there a curfew yeah so so I think ordinarily for if you if you're on on tag not that I've oh, been on tag tag that's what we that's what we call it <laughs> this is sort of the, so the, the Asbo era as well yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. do you still do um, they still do Asbos I haven't got one since <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think ordin- ordinarily it's you're you're allowed out from 7am till 7pm but because Jermaine's got night games and all that he's given special dispensation to stay out till 12 which he pushes to the absolute limit um, and there's quite a few stories of him sprinting home at 11.59 to, to dodge the curfew because oh, yeah, he can't drive um, yeah, he can't drive yeah, yeah although I, I when it might not be that crash he got done for drink driving another time and he'd been He'd been banned from driving for a year and it was the last day of his ban and he just crashed the car yeah, drunk, got yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite open about the fact in his book about that when he got banned, he just continued driving anyway. Good on him. Is he, <laughs> this is around the time that Arsenal, Arsene Wenger's like gives up on him, right? Yeah, so so he's been sent on loan to Birmingham and to be fair to Birmingham, they actually stick with him. Steve Bruce is his manager there and he describes Steve Bruce as the best manager that he ever had. Um, I think Jermaine's mates used to ask him, how's, how's your dad? Um, <laughs> that was how close they were. But there's another rumour um, going around that Jermaine allegedly was dating Steve Bruce's daughter, Amy, while he Amy. was the lovely Amy, Amy Bruce. And he wasn't the first one to do that. She, <laughs> well, he wasn't the first one to date Amy Bruce. <laughs> Amy Bruce, yeah. I mean, she's, so, she's, so got, she's, got, she's got a bit of a history with, um, footballers. with oh, footballers. really? So she dated... How many How many are we talking about? I know three. Do you want to... Including, including Pennant? Including, including four, including Pennant. And do they all um, play for... That's quite a lot. I think they, they all play for Steve Bruce teams. So we've got... She's got a tie. I'll tell you. Do you want well, to guess? Uh, well, where I she, I presumably where she lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's your dad's employees, isn't it? <laughs> Steve Bruce apparently banned her from the Sunderland Christmas party when he was there. <laughs> so I know what you'll get up to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I know one, which is Nicholas, Nicholas Bender. Bender. The thread. other two, okay. no, you're not going to get them. Go on. Number one, Lee Hendry. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then number two, Darren Bent, who, yeah. for me, Darren Bent is a bit of an outlier on that. Like one Nicholas Bentner, Jermaine Pennant, Lee Hendry, they're all sort of bad boy yeah. players. Whereas for me, Darren Bent always seems like quite... Gentleman. Yeah, he seems quite yeah. nice. Uh, but they're but, all you know, quite 
chill out soccer Saturday. Aren't they? Like, they're not, they're not <laughs> getting a man match of the day gig. Yeah, but Lee yeah, Hendry's yeah. not getting anywhere near yeah. any of that. <laughs> Nor is Jermaine anymore. Yeah. The other big takeaway from his time at Birmingham is, is the Monopoly game. Is this the era of the Monopoly game? I think so, yeah. So Pennant reveals, and he says he played this game over the years. So I think it just keeps going across all footballers. He says, this is how he describes it in his book. We used to call it Monopoly. You have your properties, all different standards. You've got Mayfair and Old Kent Road, the lower standard. No one wants to be there. These are women, by the way, if that's not clear. <laughs> if I slept with any girl and any of the other lads had slept with her afterwards, they'd have to pay me rent. If she was Mayfair, they'd pay me 100 quid. For Old Kent Road, it'd be 14 quid. <laughs> 14 so, yeah. quid. Yeah. Right, I mean, <laughs> you know, and... Um, He's on like horrible. Jeremy Carl or some other chat show explaining this and he like kind of thinks it's funny and you can just hear the audience like absolutely horrified gasps. It's like prostitution that they haven't signed up for. Well, uh, Yeah, no, but but he's the pimp and they're just, they're 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 unaware that they're being used. I think it's more just like one of those lame uni lads, you know, like Freshers Week, they've got a score chart. And it's it, pretty horrible. Yeah, it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's out of order. <laughs> <laughs> not condoning it for a second. But like, it's not pimping, is it? No, it's not. But it's not it's, soliciting. No, no, because they have no. But it's almost it's 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 kind of worse because they've absolutely no, they've got well, not that that's bad, but they've yeah, got, they've got they are, they absolutely no say in it. It's extremely grim. But did it get to the point where it was like, oh, go on, Jermaine, can I just fuck this girl? So, and don't worry, I've got 14 quid in my back pocket. No, it was, it was like afterwards, if you okay. found out, oh, you're I like, see. you owe me money, bro. Oh, I see. So it wasn't Shy like texting him on his day 310. No, no, I'm sure he was. <laughs> and going, oh. It was more like, yeah, you slept with my Mayfair, you owe me money. Okay, yeah. Right? I think so, yeah. Those are the conversations that were being had in the the early noughties. You slept with my Mayfair. He he describes one bit in his book where a teammate comes up to him in training and just like slaps 50 quid on him and he's just like, oh Oh my God. And and the the lads go nuts for it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He does settle down though, right? After that. That's, yeah, that's just really well. That's just that's just sleazy. That's just sleazy. Well, I don't know. Just <laughs> settle down. It's, you can make your own minds up. Um, but yeah, so his first sort of 
long-term girlfriend, I think, is um, Amy Groves, lovely Amy Groves, who uh, is a, a page three model. But he he isn't the most loyal boyfriend, I think it's fair to say. Um, there's, there's sort of a catalogue in his book of episodes of him being caught cheating. One of my favourites is, I think Amy had been away for the weekend. He has had another girl up to visit and it's Sunday night and he drives her back to the station. Um, Amy's on her way back as well and he's thinking, this has worked out perfectly. I'm going to drop this girl off. Amy will be home in a minute. Drives back home and who's outside the door but this girl, the same one that he's been had up for the weekend. Um, and apparently... I think there's been some kind of I think snow, there's been a heavy snowfall and um, the train's cancelled. So she's got a cab straight back to his. Um, So he lets her in and he knows Amy's on the way back now. So eventually she gets back. He's upstairs with this girl and he's just in this situation. Like, fuck, I've got my girlfriend who I live with and my mistress in the house. Um, Somehow he seems to blag his way out of it. I don't what know. Is, what, what does he say? This is this I don't know. Is the plumber. What, this is the plumber, maybe. <laughs> Your plumber's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's very high heels. Yeah, God. I mean, and it's got a suitcase <laughs> with hair straighteners in it. Got tools in. <laughs> Come on, then do the drains. Does the, the girl in that scenario? The girl must be backing him up and like, yeah, no, yeah, just yeah, a friend. Yeah. yeah, somehow he seems to blag it. This this seems to be a bit of a pattern yeah, throughout his uh, throughout his um relationships with women is he somehow he somehow manages to talk his way out of these Charmer. absurd situations yeah I've just opened this at a completely random page this is Jermaine Pennant's book Mental Bad Behaviour Ugly Truths and the Beautiful Game um, and it says the real story of me leaving Stoke in 2014 the reason why Mark Hughes the manager at the time decided it was time for me to leave was Osama Bin Laden oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just opened that. I was like, what? Has he got his dates wrong? Do you know the, sto- do you know the story? No, did Mark Hughes die in 9 11? Have you read on for the no, story? No, I haven't. Uh, I mean, like, it, it might be disappointing. Let's I know what sorry. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've done a digression. Let's go back to the plumber. <laughs> no, no. You can't leave it that. <laughs> he, he, uh, he went as Osama bin Laden to a fancy dress. Oh, uh, he did the, um, the Russell Brand thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on September 12th, okay, yeah, fine, but yeah, still. Yeah. So he's blaming Osama Bin Laden for his... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for inspiring seems, me. Seems like a stretch, but... Yeah. A lot of people have blamed Osama yeah, Bin Laden for yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Some of it justified, some of it not in this case. <laughs> Coming back to the secret shagging with the girl... Is that is that a regular theme for him? Yeah, so there was another, another story about this girl um, who drove up from Brighton... Um, and he's again with Amy Groves. He's taken her out for dinner and he gets a call from this girl. I'm on my way up. Um, and he's like, what are you, what are you doing? Don't come up here. Um, <laughs> and eventually she, so he knows so he's, he's with Amy. They're out for dinner and he knows that this girl's on her way to their house. So he thinks, oh, we've got to do something here. So he takes Amy to the, to a hotel for the night and thinks, oh, this is going to be all right. By the morning, she can't have stayed. She'll be gone. She'll so be she's gone. in his house. She's in, well, he doesn't know that, but he then gets back the following morning and it turns out that this girl has climbed over the wall, let herself in through the back door. They get back and Amy Grove's bag with all of its contents are in their pond. <laughs> yeah. Floating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what, the, girl, the girl's just trashed the house. Yeah, or I think so. Well, she's, she's, uh, I think she's got there, found another girl's bag in the house and thrown it in the pond. <laughs> his his fiancée. It's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. stressful life. Yeah. 
just like just like constantly sneaking about playing like high level football the weekend yeah. <laughs> like how does he have time or any like bandwidth or, exactly yeah. it's like people's secret families you know when you read about them occasionally and you're like how can you be asked? I still understand that I really don't understand how that's even possible yeah one's bad enough yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> What's, like, somehow, she, somehow she keeps on forgiving him for this stuff yeah um, so she's just like I don't know. I've, I've won the lottery. Oh, here. Jermaine! I'll, yeah, <laughs> what are you like? like? All my all my possessions are in the pond again. <laughs> yeah. There's doesn't she eventually catch him? Or, yeah, she eventually catches him on CCTV. She's like presumably smelling a rat after all her stuff was found in the pond, and random girls keep turning up, and she checks the CCTV, and there's like footage of of Pennant shagging a girl. On the sofa, CCTV in the or, you know, yeah, like yeah. internal security footage. <laughs> so, like he's like found his way into sort of a public car park. Now. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. No. And on the house security camera, she she smells a rat. She catches him on the on the security cameras, presumably which he installed himself. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably showed her how to yeah, use exactly. the thing. <laughs> I will be shagging on this. So don't look at it when I'm you're not you're not there. <laughs> and and she goes to him. She's like, right, that's the final straw. Either marry me or it's over. Which is, you know, mm. quite a reaction to catching your other half cheating on you. And and I, there's like a few different versions of what happens next. But the, my understanding is that he's like, okay, I'll think about it. And then later on that day or the next day, they're visiting her brother's grave. And they're like, she's like laying, she bends down to lay down flowers. It's obviously a really solemn, somber moment. And as she's bending down, putting the flowers down. <laughs> Ben and Ben's down next to her and just goes, Will you marry me? <laughs> oh, the old graveside proposal. Just how every little girl dreamt it. Yeah. <laughs> Where will it be? Yeah. At your brother's grave, in, in a graveyard. And uh, anyway, it doesn't work out. She catches him again and ends up flogging the ring on eBay. Yeah, which I, I don't know, who's going to be buying that? Yeah. Is it? Do you reckon she said, like, Jermaine Pennant's ring? Yeah, yeah, no, she no, does. She does. Really. She does. Yeah. Just yeah. Amy Grove's okay. engagement Looking for an Arsenal fan. From Jermaine yeah. Pennant. Yeah, you yeah. probably got it with your <laughs> FHM connection. <laughs> Priceless memorabilia. Like who, yeah. Who would buy that ring? Do you reckon it's a, is it a memorabilia collector or is it someone? Jermaine Pennant. Or is it, or is it, or is it a, a loved-up couple who wants to... <laughs> yeah. like, surely that is... Surely there's got to be some kind of so curse cursed, on that. Yeah. There's yeah. a thing yeah. about rings being cursed, isn't there? Probably. Well, no. I, I remember buying an engagement ring and I was like, just have interest. Like, what happens if, you know, it doesn't work out? Do people sell them back to you? And he was like, yeah, but you get like a quarter of the money. Well, this is an engagement ring, but I actually did buy my wedding ring off eBay. Oh, really? Yeah. And because I thought it's just a gold band and like, you know, yeah. spend money in the engagement ring. So, what's it look like? Uh, so, <laughs> I, actually, I actually got it and then it had, it, had, it said it had JD inscribed in the middle of it, which I didn't say when I, when I bought it. So, I thought, okay, was well, it, was well, it JP? Because I know we're going to see this. Is that the JP? Amy Grove's wedding ring. I was like, no one's going to see this. So, I'll just, yeah, I'll just have this. And I forgot it on the day of the wedding. So, I left it at home. Do you not wear it? No, I do. But I am, um, someone else just, took their ring off and gave it to me on my wedding day so I've just worn that oh, I so thought, and I thought okay I'll transfer when I get home I actually prefer this one so I just get it off. So yeah. have they got JD's wedding no ring? JD's just at home <laughs> I'll have it I have yeah, got one. Oh, yeah. I'll uh, yeah. my favourite of Jermaine Pennant's girlfriends is Jennifer Metcalf did you watch Hollyoaks either of you Zach you, you I did a little bit a yeah. little bit you know it's the sort of thing that was like before something else and like yeah. you come over from school and it's on it's, it's Neighbours The Simpsons Hollyoaks and then yeah. 
dinner. But EastEnders is the thing I watched. Oh, uh, that was before that. Yeah. Do you remember Mercedes McQueen? She's still in Hollyoaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mercedes yeah. McQueen, Hollyoaks, femme fatale, I would call her. But she her. was a sort of tabloid totty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sexiest yeah. female at the exactly. Inside Soap Awards six years in a row. No, nine times. I nine times. Yeah, nine, I looked on it up eighth, earlier. On the ninth time, I must be like, and it's Mercedes again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I looked up, she's still in Hollyoaks. They've got rid of the sexiest female category. So, who, re- who toppled her? Because <sighs> that, be, that must be pretty gutting if you've got it nine years in a row. Yeah. And then... It was someone from Emmerdale. I literally looked with a name like Moira. I'm not a soap head. Sure, he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not publicly, anyway. Um, anyway, she won it a lot and they retired the category. Surely it's like Brazil, you keep the trophy if you've won it. She would have won it 10 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it. She was, they replaced, one, she was one win away from a testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> they replaced the category with superstar females. Come on. They also got rid of the biggest bitch category, which is probably fair. Anyway, he went out with uh, Jennifer Metcalf, who plays Mercedes, who I used to really, really fancy. And uh, I think they went out for quite a while. There's one story he tells in the book that is amazing involving Jennifer Metcalf, which is that him and Jen went on holiday to uh, Marbella, somewhere like that. They're like sitting on a white sofa at a beach club, drinking Dom Perignon. And Jermaine's mate rings him, his mate Sam, who's asked to watch his house. And Sam's like, uh, Jermaine, are you, are you on your own? And he's like, I can be. What's happened? And he goes, uh, you know, your dog, right? And basically, Jermaine has a dog. It's one of those like terrifying breeds of dog that I never understand why people have. And Jen Metcalf has these two white Persian cats, beautiful, really, you know, those fluffy cats. They're really expensive. And they were like the apple of her eye. And Sam says, Jermaine, mate, the dog has killed the cat. And basically this dog has like savaged one of the cats and there's blood like everywhere, all over. He said it looked like a murder scene. So obviously in that scenario, like it's an awful thing to happen, really sad. But you you tell Jen what's happened, right? And you're like, I'm really sorry. But he says like he was worried she'd break up with him. So instead he tells his mate, cover it up. So his mate gets the house redecorated. They change the carpets. <laughs> they, they paint the walls. And then he's like, bury the cat really far away because apparently dogs can like you know dig it back up or something so he like buries it really deep somewhere anyway they get back they have to delay the return from their holiday because they're still doing up his house again and eventually they get back from the holiday and obviously she's like where's my cat looking everywhere she's like putting up missing cat posters around the town and no yeah and he says I was driving to training and I could just see posters being like have you seen have you seen this cat and he was like coming home comforting her in the evenings and then in the book he's like something from Peep Show and then in his in his book he's like if she ever finds out she's gonna kill me it's like mate you're doing your book it's a book he goes Jennifer if you're reading this I'm really truly sorry but if I told you we would have broken up it's just like, so she didn't know until she read. She did, yeah, well, till he did like, so. till he was on probably like Good Morning Britain talking about the book. Well, until she, until she listens to this podcast, maybe. yeah, which she will be hopefully. <laughs> he was pretty good at football, wasn't he? Like we're, <laughs> we're glossing been, over that. We've been talking about him for about an hour, about forty minutes. I feel we should mention that he was decent. Yeah, I mean, I think his best spell uh, was probably when he was at Liverpool. Um, playing under Rafa Benitez in a really good team. Um, gets to the Champions League final. Um, he was actually named 
Liverpool's Liverpool's man of the match for the Champions League final. Well, what does that mean? Not, <laughs> not the official man of the match. Not the man of the match. That <laughs> well, was, so you're that in the was, bottom uh, half of players. Yeah, that was Filippo and Zaghi who was the the man of the match. But uh, so what, Jermaine was Liverpool's yeah. man of the match, which that is so Liverpool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's up, to, up there with the Fair Play Award as yeah. the most worthless gongs in football. <laughs> um, but it's fair but, enough. He had a good game. I mean, he, yeah, he had a they good lost, game. Right? He, yeah, they lost two one. And straight after the game, Jermaine headed to Marbella, I think it was, or Ibiza, with a group of his mates. Um, and they basically oh. just have a three-day a three day bender. And yeah, on the, on the last night, they're up all night, go straight to the hotel, pick up their bags, and then to the airport. And Jermaine, he's sitting on the flight home, on an easy jet flight home, and he starts, you know, you know when your belly goes, you've had too much to drink, you've been up all night. And uh, he starts, he knows that he's he's going... Um, so he stands up, tries to get to, tries to get to the toilet, but this fastened seatbelt sign is still on. Everyone's like, sit down, sit down, Jermaine. The air hostess are trying to get him down, but he's out in the aisle. Next thing he remembers, he's on all fours and then flat on his face in the aisle. Wakes up uh, with an oxygen mask over his face. <laughs> this is like an easy jet flight. It's an easy jet flight. Um, and Thanks to Antonio Conte. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, yeah, eventually gets gets resuscitated on the flight. What is wrong with this guy? This is, like yeah. the week, this is a week after Champions League This final, was This yeah. was like, I think they flew straight from the Champions League final. How good this. if you're on the, on the plane and you're like, is that? Liverpool man of the match <laughs> passed out on the aisle also reminds me of a man involved in Pennant's later career like, I don't know the full Glenn Taplin story well so Zach please tell it yeah so after after leaving Liverpool Jermaine has a bit of a yeah a bit of a nomadic spell. So he goes first to Real Zaragoza uh, and then he ends up in... Zaragoza. Zaragoza. And then he ends up in Singapore and in India, I think. Um, But his final club, he ends up at Billericay Town um, where his his boss is Glenn Tamplin, um, who you might have heard of. He was the the chairman and the... And the manager, which always ominous. Is, yeah, it's a big red flag. He's the um, second most powerful man in Essex. Yeah, second apparently. most powerful man in Essex. Um, he's also now a, now a born again Christian. Um, so he's quite a character. He's basically a massive cokehead. Um, and one time, had, can that be verified? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, okay. no, 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 this is oh, this is. Didn't he have like a? He had so he had apparently a 29 day coke binge wow. which ended up with uh, paramedics pronouncing him dead um, and he then had in his words I had a visitation and met the lord um, and a doctor yeah. yeah and he's now a born again Christian I'm actually not sure whether he signed pennant before or after his meeting with the lord but he was could be, up. <laughs> yeah, could yeah, be and born again a christian that actually died as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he actually is born he actually again died. Yeah. um but yeah billericay town at that point is a bit of an odd place um glenn signs he signs Jermaine pennant he signs paul koncheski jamie o'hara these sort of end of career premier league stars um but it all goes bit tits up especially with Jamie O'Hara, uh, when Glenn gets caught texting, propositioning his girlfriend. Jamie's girlfriend. Jamie's girlfriend. You can do so much better than him. Let me know if I can show what you're missing. (laughs) Let me know if I can show you what you're missing. So, mate, I've just Um, signed for your club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But maybe kindred spirits with with, uh, Jermaine Pennant. (laughs) Is that the end of Pennant's footballing career? Yeah, that's it. Um, So after that, he kind of, he takes... 
I think what's quite a logical step then he goes into into reality TV. Mm. Um, so firstly, he goes on to his big brother, um, and she said that he's at this point happily married um, to uh, someone who I can't remember. Alice, name, to Alice, Alice, Alice Goodwin, um, and I think Alice knows a little bit. After, after being with Jermaine for a while, she knows what he's like. And she makes him promise before going to Big Brother house that he won't cheat on her, which, you, I mean, they are married. You, 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 would, you, would, think, of, you would think that sort of... Yeah, you kind of promise that. Also, yeah. 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 Yeah, so anyway, I will not cheat anyway, you in Big... And then like, you have to add the, to the yeah. vows in Big Brother. <laughs> Should we renew our vows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, she makes him... She gets him to make a specific promise not to do that, uh, which lasts about five minutes. So as soon as <laughs> soon as Jermaine gets into the Big Brother house, he slips off his engagement ring. Um, he's on TV. As well. he's, on live, he's on live TV. He knows his wife is watching at home. Um, he slips off his engagement ring um, and really hits it off with this model called Chloe Ailing. You might remember as a girl who uh, was kidnapped. Um, was allegedly kidnapped by well, she was kidnapped she was. Um, <laughs> and I believe her yeah, she was kidnapped oh. um, and they yeah they they really hit off they end up kissing or she kisses Jermaine um, and she also he he Jermaine slips her a note at some point um, which he's written in eyeliner on a on a piece of paper saying I like you which <laughs> which I think was his his attempt to get around the big brother cameras yeah genius um, he's married at this point yeah. which, he's fa- which, he, which he he he, he uh, decided not to tell anyone in the house that he was married <laughs> <laughs> have we got a clip yeah we've got a clip of him Does anyone was doing the banter notes yeah you're acting like it's not already known no no who knows about the, the banter no one knows about it are you serious? Yes. Yeah, no one knows about it, but not. Yeah, they do. And I'm just confused by oh, don't worry about it, don't the situation. Don't worry because about it. it's just hard <laughs> to don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, I think we need to talk about it's it. Fine. It's fine, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's fine. The banner. The banner. What is he referring to there? Them getting off. Oh, okay. Yeah, He's yeah. talking about them getting off and he refers to it as the banner. <laughs> quite a theme running through the book actually the banter yeah it's quite a well so then he he comes out and they go on Jeremy Kyle don't they him and his <clears throat> actual wife yeah 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 so um, the the caption for it was exclusive the truth about my marriage to love rat Jermaine Pennant um, that's and, a great little night look the mid noughties yeah, phrase yeah. That. and Ka- Kyle tries love to make rat. him Kyle tries to make him do a, a lie detector test. Yeah, so it's all go. He's sort of getting some home truths from from uh, Jeremy, and when Jeremy proposes that he does a lie te- lie detector test, um, Jermaine tries to leg it off set. <laughs> 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 Which, in fairness to him, I think he's he's having a laugh yeah, as well. It's but um, should we should we just do the, the, the last paragraph of his book? Because <laughs> all those stories paint a kind of a picture, but then the last paragraph is. The sort of thing you'd expect in a sort of eight, you know, I was going to say A level, but more like, you know, an eight year old's summer holiday project. <laughs> Once people get to know me, I'd like to think they can see I'm mischievous. I like a laugh and I like good fun. But maybe they will come to know that my heart has always been in the right place. <laughs> and, and my dick. It's <laughs> always in the wrong place. That, that would be the great ending for him, actually. And a, a good question, therefore, is do you think his heart is in the right place? So we were discussing this earlier. That we we need some I mean, way of sort of patently not measuring these people. <laughs> Do you th- I okay? I don't think he's that much of a wrong one. You skip the chapter where he talks about how hard his childhood is. Okay, he comes across as actually 
you know, he, he can't think much further ahead than, you know, the length of his dick. Or he, like is the 20, next he is he's 20. Young, he and is he's, 20. And you're suddenly, you've had a hard upbringing. Suddenly all this money's been thrown at you. Girls throwing themselves at you. I don't know if you can really judge him. Well, you can I judge can. him. I can definitely judge him. <laughs> judge yeah, him. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I can judge him. Yeah, for the last yeah, hour. Yeah. But I, I don't think he's a wrong. I think he's a good person. I don't, I don't know, know if I'd say good I mean, person. I'd say everything you say is completely valid. And, <laughs> you know, you've got to, there's a shades of grey in every person. <laughs> what are you, what are you, Zach, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think he's a product of his circumstances. Uh, he's you know, rich. Yeah. You know, very very, very balanced. Diplomatic. Uh, he's, you know, a rich handsome I would say young man um, and yeah he's obviously been in a lot of situations where he's had to maybe make difficult decisions yeah. uh, and I I don't know I think a lot of the stuff with the with with girls especially is not particularly doesn't come out of it particularly well but um, I don't know the more we talk about him the more you can't help but like him I think yeah mm-hmm. I, I've, I find him a bit of a lovable rogue lovable rogue what are you giving out of 10 for 10 being the biggest wrong and on earth, one being Mother Teresa, what are you giving him? Um, I'll give him a, I'll give him a, a six. I'm going to go six and a half. I'm going to have to go five then. Because, five? Yeah. yeah. Because I, I, well, the I biggest wrong and on earth is pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are we talking biggest wrong and on earth or biggest wrong and in sports? Biggest yeah. wrong and in sports. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is the biggest wrong and in sports? <laughs> sort of the purpose of this podcast yeah. to find that out. On that note, <laughs> It's been an absolute pleasure. Mickey, Zach, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, Join us next time, please. Hit the subscribe button, whatever it is that people do. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.